G'day community and welcome to the Jock Reynolds Supercoach Podcast. As always, I'm Lek Dog and I'm joined by my beautiful partner for life, Patch. Patch, how are you? Lek Dog, I'm, I'm doing pretty well because I get to sit here and talk about Supercoach with you and forget about all the woeful things that are happening in the world. Weirdly, Supercoach is not one of those woeful things. Supercoach is a wonderful little escape at the minute um, from, yeah, yeah, it doesn't really need to be said does it oh i think i mean i think we can talk about it we were supposed to record this yesterday i didn't want to um for reasons that should be obvious to the world victoria's locked down again because um seemingly because people didn't do the right thing but whatever Uh, we're not here to do that but i just wanted to you know i'm feeling pretty shit (laughs) um it's a tough time and i don't want to I didn't want to do the podcast, but I thought, you know, we've got a few thousand people out there that have a listen, so I just thought, jump on and and say, you know, it's okay to feel shit, um, but it's it's even better to to actively try and try and deal with these feelings. And there's a lot of feelings. We're going through tough times. Personally, for me, I've done it all. You know, I've had issues with you just have to go on my any of my social medias to see all the movember stuff but i've had issues with depression and anxiety before and they rear their heads particularly in times like this so i just wanted to say to everyone out there there's there's ways to deal with it you can talk to people there's online resources there's phone resources um if you're feeling bad and talk to a counselor or there's there is an alternative something i do which i thought was nonsense before i started doing it it's meditation and mindfulness. You can download apps like the Headspace app or Insight Timer. Um, even if you think it's nonsense and you think you're too cool for it, just download one of these apps. Try a, a body scan meditation. It might just change your entire day. It might change how you feel. It might make you feel a little bit less shit in these shitty times. And if you're not feeling shit, mm-hmm. well, fantastic. Good for you. Keep on not feeling shit. I still recommend meditation yeah. and things like that. Talking to people, even if yeah. you're healthy, Patch. And how are you, Patch? How are you feeling during all this? And um, is there anything you want to say? Oh, look, I yeah, kind of wanted to echo a lot of what you said. It's um, obviously a, an awful, awful time. And, you know, not being in Victoria is for once a good thing. <laughs> um, it's just for once gone my way. Um which is which has helped, but yeah, it's been you know the, the this year's been just shocking from a mental health perspective for for everyone, and we just kind of wanted to yeah touch on that at the the, the top of the pod this week because yeah, as much as we want to you know give that escape for what half an hour, forty minutes, how long do we yak on with the two too of long. us? Um, too long. Um, but yeah, we just wanted to yeah just shout out that you know this is this is the spot where you know give us a shout if you're not doing well, just come together, throw your arms around each other. Um, and yeah, get, you know, if if you're struggling, reach out. If it's you know, we'll we'll chuck some links in the show notes um, to places where where you can go or you know comments or come to us on on Twitter and you know we we all kind of need to rally around each other at you know this awful time because yeah, it's it's I'm I'm doing a bit better now, but yeah, it's it's been a dark spot for for myself as well and and most people I know. It's just shit. Mm-hmm. It's just a bit shit, but. For the next sort of half an hour, we will pretend it's not and just talk about football and talk about Supercoach and maybe we'll make some jokes along the way. We will certainly endeavour to. And 
Recording this Monday night, we've got about an hour until the first game of the round, which ended six minutes ago. Uh, <laughs> I, what is the time is an illusion, Lake Dog. It doesn't mean anything. If you've made your trades already by the time you're listening to this, it's probably locked out. You, yeah. you just need to make <laughs> it's, it's a bit late. If you haven't made the trades, if it's 6.09 when you're listening to this, you can hit reverse trades and only the port and Bulldogs, Bulldogs players will be locked out. Thankfully, there's not a lot of trading looking to be done around those teams this week, so maybe most people will be okay. But, well, I mean, do we even talk about that, considering we'll be out of date minutes after this goes up? Probably not. We probably don't need to. I'm probably going to trade at Boyd Woodcock, so if you're listening to this by some miracle, uh, don't trade him in. I'm trading him in. Anyway, so we don't need to talk about that game. Uh, presume you've done as normal for that game. Let's jump around a bit, Patch. Let's look at who went big on yeah. the weekend, who we can target, and then let's look yeah. at a couple Just, of rookies. Oh, very quickly before we tack into that, it is best 18 oh, this week. We, it was all 22 last week. We've already got sidetracked, already got confused, but it's best 18 this week. So that means your 18 higher scorers will count. Um just regardless of where they are on the field. If you've got emergencies, you can still use emergency loopholes. But if you've got, say, seven defenders, not all seven of them, mm. you can't have your, your bench players counting as part of that best 18 unless there's a donut on field where they'd normally be substituted in. Just thought we'd clarify that. Most people have been around the traps long enough to know that. But if there are any new players out there, just a refresher, that's that's how it works. Don't get caught out because, my God, it's so easy to get caught out. Yep. And we have three trades this week. You've got three trades You've got three trades. Um, yeah. Don't use them all at once. Yeah, probably. Like literally, don't use don't don't use them all at once because teams will drop. There will be chaos. Um, or do what I do. Use them all at once. Uh, probably don't trade in West Coast, Carlton. Who else is missing? Hawthorne and Fremantle, Fremantle players. Probably don't trade them in. I think that's a, a piece of no. advice we can we can give. Patch, I want to dive into who went big on the weekend and who we should be looking at targeting. And then we can look at some cheaper options, and then we can look at some, I'm um, presumably YOLO options. But the f- I mean, this is the Jock Reynolds podcast. This is what we do here. But I'm assuming that intro and that spiel was just an excuse to talk about Patrick Cripps. No, not necessarily. Look, he got a he got looked after by the umpires on the weekend. Scored 149 points, had 11 touches in the first, but missed some key opportunities. And Carton went back to playing badly and relying on him. So, look. He's cheaper than 500k. Uh, he's averaging 101 for the year, but is he someone I'm jumping on? Probably well, not. Not this week, obviously. A guy I would consider uh, bringing in, who we talked about last week, probably off air to be honest, and he went huge, and it was Dustin Martin. And it's an odd one because he's in a lot of teams, but still, if you don't have him, Patch, is Dustin Martin someone you can look at? I mean, he's got the runs on the board and will finish as a as a top six forward from here on out. So, you know, he jumped 50K thanks to his 183 or whatever it was, a monstrous, disgusting score that saw you beat me in one of our league matches this weekend um, for that sole reason alone. <laughs> um, so, yes, yeah, absolutely bring him in if, you, if you're looking to make trades up in the forward line is about as reliable as you can get. Every man and his dog's got him, except for me. Um, but hey, 
yeah, like it's it's still a, a net positive to have him in your side if you can get him. Obviously, the two big ones, we spoke a bit about them last week. Tom Stewart, Mitch Duncan, are both as cheap as they'll get all year. Tom Stewart, 443k in the back line, scored 145 in his game back. Mitch Duncan, after scoring 140-odd last week, scored 134 against the Eagles. <laughs> Eagles. Um, I don't know who plays games anymore. He's priced at 521k for someone averaging 111. That is absurd. And I I bought both of these gentlemen into my team this week. Like, dog, is that is that a clever thing to do? It's a very clever thing to do. I'd love to do it myself. I don't think I'll be able to because my team's bad. But Tommy Stewart, he'd be my number one target of the two of them. Uh, I mean, for obvious reasons, he's a close to 100 grand cheaper. Uh, but as you said, Mitch Duncan is averaging 110 for the year. His break-even is only 29 now. Look, can't go wrong bringing these guys in. They'll have a buy at some stage. Uh, but yeah, they went big on the weekend. Both solid selections. I think they have said that they do plan on resting Tom Stewart at, for a game at some stage. Something to watch out for. But I mean, you could say that of any players. Hell, Max Gorn apparently is getting rested this week, Patch. Oh, God. I mean, at least it's the best 18 week to have him rested. And at least we've got Sam Draper to plonk on the bench, who will hopefully cover for him if Draper doesn't also get rested. Let's talk about Sam Draper because he's an interesting one. Obviously, their game is a million years away. I think it's the end of the round and it's the last game of the round, but it's also on Friday. (laughs) Yeah. Don't, don't, let's not try and get too into the specifics. Do days even mean anything anymore? I don't know. Really don't know. But yeah, they, they play Friday night. They play against the Giants, so he'll smash into either Sauce or Mummy. Um, he was exciting. But yeah, he, he yeah he's, he debuted on the weekend for the Bombers. Highly touted, long-awaited debut. Scored 73, $123,900 he as a ruck only, which is kind of an issue for some people. Um, but if you've, got a, if you've got a Darcy Cameron or a Christian Cherry, Zeri, Seri, um, what it, I don't know, I don't know. Um, you can swing them forward um, and and bring Draper in for a downgrade if you've got a, a Conroy or someone that's stuck there. Do you, is it worth you know sideways trading a, a rookie to to get the ruck cover? I let's well, think so. Yeah, that's the question I wanted to ask you, Patch. You you are the Essendon man. They've got three or four ruckmen. They roll through all bad, but Draper seems slightly better than those players yeah Slipe, Draper's had one game under his belt and he's, he's I'd almost argue he was good almost admittedly he was playing against Oscar McInerney in the ruck um, who's not an overly experienced ruckman but he was better than Bell Chambers he was better than Phillips I think they'll give him a decent run of games in the back half of the year but I don't think they'll all be consecutive obviously you know we'll see a lot of players rested on the next upcoming stretch of games. I suspect Draper will be one of them simply because he's young and he's in the ruck. But he will, I think he'll play more, far more games than he'll miss on the run home. And even if we, you know, trade him in, he doesn't become a cash cow. He's just cover and we'll need cover this year. We know that. I don't... Um, yeah. Also doesn't have a buy. Well, I don't hate it as an option. It If everything was to align, it's sort of a Riley O'Brien from last year or the year before, whenever it was, that he broke out and was the number one man down at Adelaide. Um, He was rookie-priced, and people slapped him on the bench, and he ended up providing some great value. 
the tricky thing about the Draper trade is we've got to wait until just before the Gold Coast game, literally just before the Gold Coast game on Thursday to know whether Draper's actually going to play or not. And then you've got to pull the pin on Conroy to Draper. It costs you 21 grand. In the long run, it's probably worth it uh, if you've got the flexibility to do so. Yes, I think so. Um, I don't think there'd be too many instances where I wouldn't be looking to bring Draper into my team this week. Um, he's, yeah, the, the pick of the rookies as well. Um, there are a few others there. Um, Oleg Markov came from the cloud, scored 78 at 184k in the mid. Um, is, could he do like a Sam Mays and suddenly start scoring well? Probably not, but, you know, he's there. Uh, Sam Skinner, 111k for the Lions, scored 63 as a key position forward, should have some job security with a lot of tools out. I think he holds his spot over Ballenden for the minute. Um, Tobe Watson has the buy this week, but 155k. Looks like he might play. Um, that's kind of most of the rookies. Yeah, I don't think Mark Keane, the Irishman key defender from Collingwood, is going to hold his spot. And if he does, I wouldn't say that's a long-term thing. The question mark over Markov, who you mentioned before, they've got... A few mids to come back into that team pretty soon. A uh, few experienced bodies, so do they come in to take his place? By the way, shout-out to Noah Bolter. Just while we're here talking about Richmond, the People's Champion pulled out a 107 on the weekend. He's playing in defense, and he's basically the new Alex Rance. In fact, I think Alex Rance wishes he was Noah Bolter. I mean, we all wish we were Noah Bolter, really. I mean, look at him. Look at him. What? My God, what a specimen of a human being. <laughs> Holy... Moly, Noah. Oof. Yeah. Oof. If he's building an arc, all aboard, I say. All aboard. It's getting a bit hot in here. Shall we? Shall we move on? Yes. Let's move on. Let's talk. I think the ruck, the rookies, you kind of got to pick based on at what point you need to make your trades to get your primos in. We got to work around that. So there's plenty of primos who went big on the weekend. There's a lot of the over fifty percent guys all fired. Whitfield, Neil, Cripps. Uh, McRae owners, there's 30% teams, but that game's going to have already played. Uh, Ollie Wines, he's put together a nice mm. little vein of form. Three-game average of 115. He pumped out a 143 on the weekend. I know we said mid-price madness is abandoned, and all my mid-prices are bad and not scoring, but is Ollie Wines someone that we might actually think about as a cheapie? 104, 100, and 143 in his last three games. I mean... He's under 500k, as you mentioned, and that's you know he, we know he's someone who play he's good at football. Will he average you know 115 on the run home? Probably not. Probably no, you wouldn't, you wouldn't, wouldn't want to so. put a, a whole stake of money on it. But he's someone that, especially you know, looking at best 18 in some rounds, he's got the capability to go really big. And worst case scenario, he should pump out that 100 105 average, which is good for someone at at that price. Um, and God knows how we'll get complete teams unless we, we grab these really cheap guys. So I think you could do far worse than Ollie Wines in the midfield. Um, in the back line, there's another cheapie who you and Damo spoke about on the live stream. Uh, do you want to talk about the missed opportunity that is Alex Witherden? <laughs> yes. Uh, Damo tried to dare me, essentially, into picking Alex Witherden. Also, Paul Seedsman. We'll talk about him. Alex Witherden, uh, who scored 170, yeah, on the weekend. He's priced it. 414k he's just come out of nowhere he wasn't in the team he could barely knock down the door and he scored 41 in round one was dropped for eight rounds 
and now he's playing football and scoring 170. I don't understand it. I don't love it. And frankly, I don't want a piece of it. But having said that, he's very cheap. He's very cheap. Daniel Rich to come back at some stage kind of confuses like a... But he scored 170. You can't argue with the 170. It would have been better than so, the, the Shannon Hearn burn man I bought in, despite everyone telling me not to. Mm, almost like there was a reason that the people were avoiding Shannon Hearn. Tim Taranto obviously has the buy next week, so you wouldn't trade him in this week. Scored 126 on the weekend in his third game for the season. I really like the look of him. We'll be maybe keeping a spot warm for him at 437k, break-even of 84 against the Bombers this week. Should go up, maybe. Uh, Mass on the podcast never goes well, but should go up. You know, 10k, 15k could be one to keep an eye on if you need another cheap midfielder or cheapish midfielder shout out uh, to uh, my boy trent dumont who's just putting together a fantastic season this year i'm not saying brian min is an option i just have him in a keeper league and geez it's fantastic when he fires in 400 teams he's averaging like uh he's averaging 104 for the year and 130 over the last three games just just wanted to shout him out just, just yeah. good on you fella Good on you indeed. Luke Ryan, one to keep an eye on as well, been firing in recent weeks. But with the bye, you'd look to bring him in next week. Do we want to talk very quickly about some of the, the people we might be looking to target next week so people can can kind of try and plan ahead with some of their trades about how much cash they might try and conserve or if they're going to do double downgrade and only grab one of Stewart and Duncan who, who they might look at next week yeah, or are we, no, are we getting so. too far I, ahead of ourselves? Look, I think it's worth putting out there. It helps plan your trades ahead a little bit. Um, it's, it's really difficult to give advice this week. You know, it's a four-day round or a five-day round. Teams, we don't know teams until they come out, so we may as well talk about targets that are going to come off the bite next week. Uh, the first one, the first name off the top of my head is probably James Sicily. I know it is slightly down week, but if you need to finish off your defense, sure, he's expensive as hell, but guess what? He's been awesome this year, averaging 109. He's the first name that comes off... Uh, the top of my head when I think about trade targets for next week. Yep, I think rightly. So, yeah, briefly mentioned Luke Ryan going 124 in his last three, um, being exceptional. Tom Mitchell at 570k in the midfield, averaging 114 for the year. Can he keep doing it? I don't know. I don't know. Cripps is the one I'm really intrigued in, but you're, you're not buying in. I just, look, I love the man with all my heart, but in... Well, two rounds time. Next round, Sunday. Six days. <laughs> Brain's melting right now. Uh, the umpires are going to play pay the free kicks that they gave him again? Because if not, he's not a buy. But if if it show, this week we see a trend of superstars getting uh, awarded free kicks when they're held off the ball, we saw it happen and a big uh, furor was made about it in the uh, Collingwood game when Braden, Braden Sia, Sire, was held off the ball. If that if they keep paying those free kicks, absolutely he's a lock to come into people's teams. He's also already in 52% of teams. <laughs> so That is true. That's something. That is very true. Um, for those that don't have Nat Fife, um, got a break-even of 155. He's at $588,000 reduce. Is he someone to consider... Next week, or do we wait a bit longer on Fife? So that's an interesting do one. We not, do, we, do we not bring Fife in? Because he's almost been edged out of that midfield by Sarong and, dare I say it, Brayshaw Breakout. Well, I ha- I didn't want to bring it up, but we may as well talk about it. Brayshaw Breakout is keeping Nat Fife's life out of the team. And 
that worries well, me. Not out of the team. Let's Sorry, not, let's not out go of the far. midfield. Out of the midfield. He did say him in an interview post game, and I think Mundy said the same thing that they want these guys keeping them out of the midfield. They want to be playing forward line because they want the the team to be better. So, you know, whether he's just posturing as as a leader in that club, I don't know. But but he said it, and he played a significant or a portion of the game up forward. So. He's not at the top of my buy list, Patch. No, and I, I think I'm in the same boat. Uh, ditto with both Gaff, Shuey, uh, Gaff, Shuey and Yo, all are kind of that 500k-ish mark. But I just, we, we've spoken about them a bit before. They seemed like good prospects. Just, you know, they've got a big stretch of home games, potentially until the end of the season, but they're just not really performing. No, it's the... It's the top of the ladder syndrome. It's the Hawthorne syndrome we had for years and years where you don't really... You want to take maybe one of them, but you, you can't really touch them because uh, there's actually too much quality there and they, they can rotate through different positions. And Yeah, Tim Kelly at the moment's the pick of the litter, but remember, he started the season very poorly. So for mine, it's probably a void, most of these West Coast guys. like I think that the, their best... Uh, player at the moment in Supercoach point of view is like Dom Sheed and I don't want to pick Dom Sheed you know no no god no there are most Collingwood supporters that would have just flinched at hearing that name um, let alone the thought of bringing him in but I, yeah they're they're sort of the players you know everyone's got Doherty Jack Martin is someone you could consider next week yeah I, I don't at, mind him as an option you know 475k you know, I think he's eighth in the overall forwards for the year. Um, but, yeah, there's not as much forward goodness no. as you'd like, unless you want to punt on Josh J. Kennedy. Well, someone spoke about that in the stream comments and suggested it, and this was maybe two weeks ago. I laughed at it. I scoffed at it. And he backed up that 107 with a 131 and a 105. So, oh, my, he's playing well. He's got, we just mentioned, eight good mids just giving it to him lace out and I think they come back off this quotation marks by this week and play the blues. So they do. Jacob, if Jacob Weeding is on him, I'm not trading him, but if it comes out and it looks like they're going to put uh, Liam Jones on him, I'll bank him in for 150. Yeah. I I did think about it. I gave it a pretty decent thought and thought maybe he was coming off 240s. Meh. Yeah, but anyway, yeah. anyway, bygones are bygones. It's a bit mere. You could consider it, but I think you've you've missed the cash generation prospect of it. If you bring him in now, you bring him in as a keeper. Which do you really want to do that to yourself? Oh, it, it's fun really? for a moment, but then you regret it pretty quickly when he drops a thirty. Yeah. Sam Doherty is in a lot of teams. Is he still a hold? He scored a ninety-one, but still didn't have a great game uh, for the Blues on the weekend. Scored 91 points, still one of the highest scoring defenders. He's just a hold, isn't he? I mean, yeah, unless you've got the luxury of having 18 trades up your sleeve, hold him. And Segler came back as well from injury uh, on on the weekend, scored 89 supercoach points. If you've got him still for some reason, ruck forward swing, it's nice to have, but not a guy I'm targeting. These these teams that are coming off the quotation marks by... uh, Aren't exciting me for prospects, Patch. No, no, they're not. Um, no, no. The only one I'm really interested in is Caleb Sarong, and he's obviously a rookie that you know you're probably not going to jump back on because you'll tire out. So, yeah, 
Yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, there's not a huge amount there to plan in advance for. So that's that's why I'm going, you know, moving heaven and earth to get Stuart and Duncan in this week because they're both very exciting in uh, in my mind. Also lets me get rid of Brad Ebert, who by the time this podcast uh, is out will have been locked out and he's not playing because he's injured apparently somehow. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if he's, he's been nothing but frustration. Yeah. Nothing but frustration since I brought him in. Uh, so oh. I'm flicking him despite us suggesting him as a potential trading option last yeah, week. Well, I bought in Shannon Hearn last week and I'm thinking of flicking him to Stuart. So <laughs> I would not blame you. Do we, well, should we briefly touch on that, that whole sideways trade thing? Oh. Cause it's, it's kind of a case Let's of, talk about can it. you afford to do it? No, like, no we're not going to get to full primo unless we, we stop sideways trading. I can't afford to stop doing it. I've wasted so many trades. I've side trades, waste trade. It's just about every player in my team that isn't named Lockie Neal or Brody Grundy. I sideways trained Max Gorn at one point, uh, which worked for a week, but I'm paying for it now. Is tra- sideways trading good? No. Am I bet good at making decisions? No. But hey, sometimes we just got to do it. And I'm hoping, I'm hoping, we know that there's going to be more buyers coming. We know that some buyers are coming. We don't know exactly what it looks like. I presume the remaining teams that haven't had a buy will have a, some sort of split round. I don't know what it looks like. I'm hoping that the super coach people out there give us extra trades for that. Because <laughs> if they don't, basically my whole plan is based around having more trades than I currently have. Yeah, that's a very, very dangerous game to play, but it's one I'm playing as well. Um, I've got 11 trades left, which I've only just realised. That's not a lot of trades. <laughs> that's not a lot of trades for this time of the year, but it's just one of those seasons where it's a bit insane and there's not much you can do. If you can avoid sideways trading, if you can hold on to these these due days or the, these guys that have like a one-ish week injury, I think you should, especially during these best 18 rounds, if you're missing someone for just a week or two, like a Max Gorn, it's more bearable in a best 18 round because there's, there's that cap basically on how much you can score. Um, you'll still have hopefully 18 scorers. But yeah, just avoid that sideways trade if you can. Yeah, I'm, I'm just... thinking of doing two trade sideways trades this week. So. <laughs> I do as we say, <laughs> not, as we, not do. as we do. That is the mantra of the podcast, and it always will be. That it will. Um, yeah, don't don't sideways trades if you can avoid it. That's if if I can impart any wisdom as someone who's ranked not badly. Um, yeah, the avoid sideways trades at all costs. Let's talk, Pats, because we got time. we got some time to just chit-chat. If you haven't jumped on the website, we've been doing daily uh, Festival of Fantasy uh, updates, daily updates, the games of the day, who to trade in, who to target. We've got some polls in there sometimes for people to vote on. But part of that is captaincy selection, and this week I think is a really interesting one. You can kind of take a swing this week. Obviously, I'm slapping the VC. If you've already heard this on Jack McRae, hopefully he scored 200. Likely, he scored 40, uh, now that I've said it. But Jack McRae, VC. Patch, is there anyone... I mean, that that's... Well, that said, I've, I've looked at Jack McRae, McRae as a VC option for two weeks in a row, and he scored the 150 and the 160. And both weeks, I'm like, nah, he won't. He, he won't go that big. Um, and I've been burned twice. And you know what? You know what, Lake Dog? I'm going to get burned again because I'm not <laughs> slapping the VC on him. Are you him. worried about Josh Dunkley so, at all? Or? We're talking... The people um, have heard... The game's I'm, happened. We don't need to focus the on The game's this. happened. We don't... 
<laughs> no, I've gone with Lockie Neal just because, I, yeah, Josh Dunkley kind of concerns me. This will all be irrelevant. Yeah, um, you get the feeling Lockie it'll Neal all be will irrelevant. tear up Richmond. Touchwood. You'd hope so. You'd hope so. Um, if not, then we've got other options, like Christian Petrarca could just score a million points against Adelaide. Um, Todd Goldstein has Joel Selwood in the ruck for Geelong, maybe. <laughs> like, genuinely don't know. Um, genuinely don't know what's happening. Adam Trelaw could go bonkers if you've got one of those. You know, Brody Grundy this week against the Swans. Oof, if he's up against Alir Alir, may God have mercy on the statisticians. <laughs> You're right. It could be anyone's VCC. But if you aren't on the website, jockreynolds.com.au, jump on. We're having daily updates with targets, chat, potential pods, all that good stuff. You just there's, jump in. There's even regular content. We had a cheat sheet go up on Monday. Um, there was a round review on Monday that was happening hours before the next round started. Um, there might be a captaincy article. Damo made some vague promise about captaincy articles happening after rounds begin it's it's a bit of fun all, there's just stuff happening. all over the place it is all um, you know the meat of it is the old comments um, where everyone's getting involved everyone's pitching and helping each other out um, having a, a good old chin wag chewing the fat about fantasy and all that um, so yeah get on there get in there dig in have a yarn and if you're not subscribed to the podcast, hit subscribe. Give us a rating and a review. Uh, this is, pro- I feel like we're kind of wrapping up here, Patch. It's been a short one. That we didn't talk that much about footy, but who knows what's going to happen? Yeah, you know, Lek Dog Games on Twitch. We've been doing regular Twitch streams, so we'll probably the next one will probably be Wednesday. So I don't see any point in doing one today or tomorrow, but Wednesday and probably Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, we'll get some streams in. So jump on Twitch slash. Lek Dog Games, um, if you want to join in. But that's been really fun, and it's easy to give you direct feedback instantly via through that rather than trying to do it through a podcast, which is uh, pretty tough given everything is outdated as soon as we say it. Yep, it's a one-way medium as well, which is especially that difficult. That does make it difficult, Patch. Um, it's, um, yeah, quite, quite, quite tough, really. But we can give each other feedback, and I think you're doing a wonderful job, Lek Dog. Oh, thank you. I think you're doing... An okay job. I oh, shut. <laughs> Wait, what? Oh, oh. God, it's fun. Oh. So I think, are we going to wrap it oh. up there? Look after yourselves, community? Yeah, we should, we should wrap it up. Look after yourselves. Reach out um, if you're, you're having a tough time because it's quite, it's the worst. It is the worst at the moment. So look after yourselves. Do, do all the things you need to to take care of yourself. Look after everyone else. If you see someone... Without a mask, don't shout at them. Just go, hey, you left your mask in the car. And be like, oh, shit, I did. Oh, thank you. And it's just, yeah. Yeah, be kind to each other. Yeah, I think that's a good point. Be, just be kind to everyone. Just, we're all we're all having a rough old time. So, you know, um, yeah, just shout at the TV in, instead. Just, we've got footy to shout out every night. It's wonderful. Yeah, that is the, that is the upside of all this. Uh, we get to hurl abuse at umpires. Seven days a week, baby. Sorry, when I said be kind to everyone, not to the umpires. That's obviously, that should go without saying, but feel free to, as long as you're not tagging them on Twitter, just just throw the remote. Don't break, don't break the remote because you can't get it fixed, but, but go, go nuts. Have fun. Look after yourselves. Let dog, I'm rambling. Cut me off, please, sir. I'm I've had enough. You didn't threaten to burn anyone alive, Patch. 
That's been us this week, community. Uh, go Blues. Go Bombers. Choo choo. That's. I guess that's the new sign off. <laughs> so catch you later, community. <laughs>